You already know who that is. Corey? Yeah, it's Corey, yeah. <laughs> Corey Wong. CP introduced this guy to me a few weeks ago. I just can't get it out of my head. It's great. Great artist. What's going on, everybody? Patrick Ali, the mortgage guy, here for another episode of Live on Real Estate. I'm not going to say it this week. Oh, no, I am going to say it. We're one episode closer to the 100th episode. Usually say that to the end just to piss CP off. Anyways, uh, join with me as always, CP. How are we, man? We're good. Good morning. Good. How you, you went to the gym this morning. Yeah. Did you get a good workout in? Uh, yeah, you know, well, I used the excuse that I didn't want to be late for the podcast, so I better cut, <laughs> cut it a little short. That's why I just don't go at all, because I never want to be late for the podcast. Right, That's right. What, every day, though. Yeah. And then uh, join with us as somebody that uh, I, I got the opportunity to do a transaction with. Um, great real estate agent, very, very uh, much the kind of person that's over-communicative in the process, which we always love. Um, and then we just kind of developed a, a relationship since then. So Tim, at KW Metro, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. How's everything going this morning? Good. Did you get to the gym this morning? I did not get to the gym okay. this well, morning. Okay. Well, Tim and I, see, we're on the same wavelength. That's why yeah. we work well together. Yeah, I'm not a gym <laughs> right now. <laughs> so uh, this is what we do. We do everything uh, mortgage, uh, real estate related, try to add value back to everybody and hopefully uh, people you know, get something out of it. So uh, just to start us off, tell us how you, you got in. You and I have had a conversation about this, but tell us how you got into the industry. Um, you know, KW, YKW, because that's a massive, massive organization. Yeah, it is. And just kind of give us like the 30-second spiel on you. So 30-second, I was doing IT. I'd been in IT for a number of years. Uh, <clears throat> knew a buyout was coming, hmm. kind of early retirement. And I said, so what else do I want to do? And mm -hmm. I'd started my life out as an architect and transitioned to IT, so I said, let me get back into helping people with their homes, and I, and, and I love helping people yeah. with anything, so hmm. this kind of made the most sense. And and so did you take a lot of your, was you being an architect previously, was that really the driving force of why you got into real estate? Somewhat, somewhat, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, I just like, like helping people, and it looked like it was a good way to be my own boss. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and help people out. And KW, uh, in my research, because I'm the type of person that likes to do a lot of research, yeah. they offer fantastic training and support yeah. of their agents. And that made the, the perfect connection for me because yeah. cause my whole life I've always loved learning. So mm -hmm. this kind of tied it all together. That's good. So, Patrick yeah. could learn from you yeah. <laughs> yeah, just on, uh, yeah. on that learning thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know the uh, the architecture piece is interesting. I bet that brings yeah. a whole you know kind of uh, component to looking at homes and and maybe that eye or you know uh, that that others don't have for yeah. looking out of what's possible. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's and that is something that I I do try to yeah guide my clients to. Also. Yeah. That's so. good. That's good. So do you ever do you ever find yourself getting kind of stuck between <laughs> you know when you're when you're working with uh, a a listing, say, we'll say you're at a listing appointment. Do you ever get yourself stuck between looking around the home and really kind of having a good idea of what that home is worth and then what the client believes that it's worth and, get, you know, having that yeah, like, fight with it internally? Yeah, that's that's something that's difficult sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, it works out in the end. Yeah. It does work out in the end. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, it's just if the house is comped, the house is comped. And yeah. if, right. it's, if it's going to sell for yeah. that price, it's going to sell no matter what. And um, that's great. I think that that's awesome. And I like the fact that, you know, you come from, because we both come from, I think, a pretty aggressive um, training and initial licensing process. 
where you were at KW. Right. Um, and I think it's I think it's great because I, I noticed that a lot of KW agents, regardless of how many there are, because there's like 55 billion of you guys, yeah. um, all have the same mindset. And we were talking at the yeah. last open house that we did um, that your network and the availability of learning, mm-hmm. and, uh, whether it's on social, whether it's IT stuff, whether it's simple as going through the app. You showed me the, right. the KW app, which was great. Right. I mean, there's such a massive network. And you were just at the uh, what they call the family reunion, family right? Reunion. Yeah, nice. Tell us a little bit about that. How is it? So that was my first time going. Yeah. Uh, there were 17,800 KW agents. Wow. Now, yep. world, from, from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, it was in New Orleans. It was it was inc- it was an incredible experience. Just yeah. the, the amount of learning, you know. You you watch you watch like these these events that like Apple will do or right big like power that. events, right? Yeah, and and that's the way it felt to me. It really? was like I sat there and I thought, wow, KW really is a big company. Yeah, yeah. Because the way they put this thing together and how coordinated it was, yeah. and it, it was a great event learned a lot yeah you know well and i think it's a huge a huge benefit for somebody like yourself because you and i've had this conversation you're not on a team you're an individual yeah, agent an individual agent. and you choose to stay as an individual agent for the time being until right. you really get established and i think that having that network really helps you to be successful yeah yeah and those events you know um i've been to my fair share of those events from the from the big corporate companies and you know they they really do if they're put on well they can serve as a very as a great like recharge mm-hmm. uh you kind of relearn a lot of things that you've already learned that you you know we all have Might to have forgot about relearn yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah no those are those are good that's yeah. fun that's and, good and, stuff. A, and at kw we always look for the aha moment right and for me, I was at a session, and and they were talking about the, one of the most important things as a realtor is building relationships with mm-hmm. your clientele. Mm-hmm. And, and the conversation kind of turned to building a relationship just like if you're in a personal relationship, right. a, a marriage or whatever. And, and, and the, the quote I came away with was, if you're not having a conversation, you're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and I thought, man, that's it. That's it right there. Yeah. And yeah. that's and that's what I'm trying to do with my business is build relationships with people. Yeah. And and be able to take care of them and make sure everything is working out all right. Like you said, right. over communicating. Well, and two things go with that. Number one, it's a happy experience and a good right. experience for everybody. Right. But I mean, if we look at the monetary value of it too, it's a residual income. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of people that use I have a buddy of mine, his, their parents' agent has done probably four or five different uh, transactions for them. And now they're at the point in their life where they want to, um, you know, start investing in rental properties and right. investment. And like, so this is, this is a career agent, mm-hmm. you know, for this family. And it happens all the time. And it's right. just about building such a good relationship. I mean, there's a lot of people that have family and stuff like that that are in real estate. But building a solid foundation with somebody and a lasting impression is going to, I think, benefit you more than if you were to just say okay you're a transaction or you're a number correct you know you're one of 300 this year and and then we're pulling the you know pulling the plug right so yeah and that that's not my approach to it yeah. i want to build a relationship with you like like you and yeah. i now we're building a relationship yeah and that's important to me it's beautiful sure. really <laughs> you're jealous that's fine <laughs> uh so talk to us about you know that that relationship piece talk to us about it when you have a first-time home buyer because we talk about this a lot I feel like in our office, and we've also talked about it a lot with partnerships and stuff like that, that, you know, the first time home buyer, I really feel 
needs the most education yeah, uh, out of anybody out there. Now, I think when you've bought two and three homes, the education piece is only as far as what the last person left you, right? right? right. But the first time home buyer, take me through that that process for you when working with somebody that's never bought before. So my first thing is knowledge. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. I need to, to take the approach that they don't, they usually don't know a lot about the whole home right. buying process. So it's an education to them. And in, in the more you educate them, the better decision they're going to make right. in the end. So, you know, like one of the things that, uh, that you know, they got to find, they, they need to find a good, good, right. good realtor to work yeah. with and a good lender to work with. Yeah. And uh, because, you know, a lot of people, they don't know what it takes. Right. So, you know, the first thing is I like to connect them with the lender. Yeah. And have the lender work with them to look at their financial situation. Is there some debt that they need to clean up? Is mm. there, you know, what can they afford? Yeah. You know, what's what's different between what they can afford and what they want? Right. Yeah, you know? right. And then let's look at where they're, where they are qualified to buy mm-hmm. and then determine their needs from that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if they want to live in community A, but really you can only afford community, community B, yeah. things like that. Or if you want to go into community A, you're going to have to sacrifice this, this, and this. Is that right. a struggle a lot of times too? With, with a little you? bit. Because then yeah. you got, you know, a lot of times the first time home buyers, when they're young, you know, you have mom and dad kind of chirping in their ear of, well, we'll help you with X, Y, right. and Z. And then it, you know, it almost, I, f- I don't, I feel like it almost kind of backslaps the person that's trying to educate them the right way yeah because you know they're pushing them in that direction i had a perfect example had a had a client that we found out you know wasn't very well qualified well mom dad and and girlfriend all it's literally for application purchase oh. and this guy didn't qualify on his own and right. i had to have the conversation with the with the agent like Listen, you have to understand something. If they don't qualify on their own, and now you just added four people to the transaction, what happens long term when those people aren't able to support him? You know what I mean? And and I think that that's a hard, that's a really hard conversation. And yeah, you may lose a couple of people along the way just because they they want it. And if if you have that thought in your head, you're gonna go with with your gut regardless. But I think that, like you said, the education piece is is massive. And so that's why, like uh, for Tim and I, we decided that we partnered up with a title company okay. and we decided that we're actually going to do a first time home buyer right. seminar. Um, and it's going to be at KW Metro oh, right. down in the basement, right. which is not creepy. It's literally like the basement yeah. of the building. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we're going to do it the Tuesday, which would be the ninth. Right. right? Yep. Yeah. So what I think what, it, what's going to be huge about that and, and we'll put some information out with the, uh, with the post today, but what's going to be huge about that is having people come in and that know nothing about the process or know a ton about the industry. I mean, right. I talk to agents all the time that don't know, you know, how to break down, uh, you know, I, what we call the four quadrants of the mortgage right. process, which is a huge benefit to talking with first-time home buyers yep. or your clients. Um, so I think it's going to be an integral piece of of our business is is making sure that people are educated properly. Right. Do you think like you know you guys are you're holding that in the in the Royal Oak office? Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you know the different areas? that people are looking, the education can, you know, can vary uh, as to what you give. If someone's looking in Royal Oak or Ferndale or Berkeley, is it different than if they're looking in East Point? You know, yeah, East Point or St. Clair. No, Shores I don't or, think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. Because, Maybe the market's a little different. The market but, might be a little bit different, but, 
but the whole process is really sure. the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to as, as simple as, and I think, CP, you're the one that told me this, is like you get with some a lender you trust, get pre-approved, that's step number one. Right. Find a realtor that's going to be you know that advocate for you along the process. Right. Negotiate properly, which is going to be step number two. two. Yeah. And then let those people work together and negotiate it. CP's been watching me make this animation for probably, I don't know, two weeks now. Yeah, and I uh, like it. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate the one guy's it. got good hair. I think it. You know, I think you may have modeled them after have me have a little bit. Modeled I don't them know. after you. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, inspiration comes to me sometimes. Mm. But um, you know, it's a very, very simple one, two, three step process. But there's a lot of like in between the lines of explaining and making sure that people understand. Um, and you know, not everybody's as lucky as Jess to sit in podcast week after week and learn about the the mortgage process. In the real estate process, so. Right. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about we are getting very, very quickly into purchase season again. Yes, we are. And it's starting to ramp up, and we're seeing a lot more. For us, when I see a lot more pre-approvals in the pipeline, but we also are seeing a lot more business come through the doors, that tells me that people are starting to buy again. Yes. And uh, I think it's been very, very good. So what do you, what do you think we, we can expect you know, coming into the next maybe couple of weeks as the weather starts to break, other than golf. Uh, other than golf. Other than golf, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm expecting or hoping to see yeah. more houses on the market. Yeah. Uh, right now, inventory is low, just like it was last all last year during the buying season, mm-hmm. which created a lot of multiple offer right. situations, which can be tough for a home buyer. You know? Why do we think inventory is low? I mean, like home prices are are good. You yeah. know, values are up. I I just, like, inventory's been low, and it, it's expected to be low again. And I'm just kind of like, you know, the, the student in me is wondering, like, why? I think it's because people are buying homes faster. Yeah. You know, I think, I think what it is is that, you know, when you have, you can have a large inventory out there, but if people, if the demand and people are buying, uh, you know, at a quicker pace... Because there's offers that we see all the time. It hits the uh, the NML or the MLS, MLS at right. at 4 a.m. It's right. gone by 6 a.m. before mm-hmm. anybody even wakes up, and people are, you know, putting offers in without even going and seeing the house. And I think it's I think it's the perception. I don't know if necessarily, and and Tim, you can talk more about this, but I don't know if necessarily like inventory is truly low. Um, but to us, yeah, the perception is. I mean, when we have you know when you have 50 people in your pipeline that are pre-approved. And nobody's putting offers in, or the ones that are, they're putting three, four, five, six different offers in at a right. time. Mm-hmm. You know, that I think it gives us the perception that the inventory is just not there or not supporting them. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's it's a fine line. Right. But I think you might have hit it saying that things are moving fast. Yeah. When, when a good house comes on the market, which when I say a good house, it's pretty much updated. Mm-hmm. nothing else needs to be done to it you can just move right in those are being snapped up right yeah. away yeah regardless yeah. of know. price range even you feel yeah i yeah. think so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think it's it's area too area too you absolutely know. we you and i talked about it at the open house i mean berkeley ferndale royal oak um huntington uh, like every i feel like that whole area even rochester is just like you can't keep a house on the right. market there even troy is yeah that yeah. way too hmm. yeah there's just a lot of business around here it's too yeah. much congestion for me yeah. i like where i'm at harrison township there's it's a smaller town so not a lot of not a lot of congestion but there's a lot of demand there too. Yeah. yeah yeah well even even on the yeah east side there's a ton of there's a ton of yeah. demand and, and yeah. there's just houses that like you know i i have i feel like it's weird because i have friends that are that are now buying houses. i'm at that age where everybody's starting to buy houses 
Um, and I just see them left and right, like, hey, I closed on my house today. Well, first of all, I get pissed because I'm like, hey, you know, remember, I'm here. I'm here right. for you. But number two, it's like I just you just one day it pops up and something something's right. gone. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I think that that and then mixed with, you know, again, people be, you know, people putting a ton of offers in on it. But also I think that marketing is playing a huge factor. I think that people are marketing homes a lot better now using social platforms um, in different avenues other than just Zillow and Realtor.com to where people can actually literally go into a house. I can go on my computer right now, take a virtual tour. I don't even need you and I could just sit next to each other and do a virtual tour of the house instead of, you know, having to put set an appointment, go out and see the house. Then decide if we want to put an offer, right. and I think that's why you're getting a lot more traction. And, yeah. look, and look at multiple houses. Too. Right, right, you know, right. Because that's true. You want to make sure you're buying the one you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and so here's something that we talked a little bit about before the show. So we talk about appreciation in the market, and this is this is actually something that we did a mortgage minute on last or this week, right? It was this week. Um, talking about appreciation in the market and that home values are going up. So it's benefiting, number one, people that are already in their house and they're looking to do cash out refinances and they might be looking to uh, get out of PMI and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But it's also benefiting sellers to selling their homes because you and I, had a, we had a great conversation. We were looking down the road. There's literally the house that we were in was how, how big was that? About a thousand. About a thousand feet. square feet, and then two houses down. There's a house that's twenty two hundred square feet, mm. which it's mm-hmm. it's just a different neighborhood. Right. You know where I'm where I'm at. It's like everything's cookie cutter, so everything's the same. But when you get in Berkeley, Ferndale, Rochester, everywhere like that, a lot of it is you could have a thousand square foot house here that you know realistically, if it was on my side of town, it would probably be worth two hundred. But because there's a twenty two hundred square foot house, and then there's another one like that down the road, that now this house is worth three fifty. And it's just it's kind of crazy to me to see how that market changes. Yeah, Yeah, there's been a lot of that going on in in that Woodward corridor Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, builders coming along, buying small bungalows and taking them down and building, like you said, a 2,200 square foot house. Yeah. Yeah. And but the demand's there. They wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Right. Right. That's the key. So so that's one of the keys to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it and it does make a unique neighborhood. Yeah. You know. Because, like you said, the houses are not cookie cutter in that area, and mm-hmm. uh, and and it becomes more attractive to yeah. people. So, yeah. And as far as the appreciation is concerned, I mean, you know, it, you hit on it, Patrick. There's, it's benefiting. It, it always does, but it benefits everybody. I mean, we see yeah. people all the time that are be able to get out of the mortgage insurance when they bought mm-hmm. a year or two ago. Yeah. Whereas in the past, you know, it was a very slow kind of grind to get to that right. equity position. Or they have equity in the house. Maybe they've been considering moving. Maybe the low inventory on the market is, you know, they haven't found something they like, so they decide they're going to pull some equity out and do something to the house they're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um so no, I mean it's good. People are sell that do sell typically have good equity in their home right now, so Correct. they've got a good down payment on that new house. Right. You know, I mean appreciation is, you know, everybody likes it. Right? Yeah. Right. So. Right. Right. It's just when does it? St- my question is oh, when does well, it stop? We you don't want. I mean? We don't want to talk about. Well, that. no, we you know don't when talk- it stops. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. We can go back a few yeah. years. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I do have. I do have a question though. Are you noticing CP a lot more uh, young couples buying investment properties now? Um, you know, I've had a few conversations with that. Yeah. It seems like lately, yeah. Um, 
So I would say that maybe I think I would say yeah I have seen maybe a little more of that. Okay. Um, and it's it's great. It's yeah. a great idea. I wish I wish I would have you know wish I was a slumlord. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I wish I'd have done it many many years. Ago. Right. right. Well, and I yeah. just noticed that I just noticed that a lot more. Um, you know, and even our client that we had together. That was his second home. That was his second And he was home. like, what, 24, 25? 23. Almost wow. 24. Almost 24 years, 24. 24 years old. 24 years old. And the kid his, bought a second home. And his second home, and both of them were multifamily. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Duplex. Yep. The first one was a duplex, and yeah. this one was uh, upper and lower flat in Ferndale. Yeah. Right. And it's just, it's incredible to me to see, like, I feel I feel as if people are starting to get on the, um, I call it the equity train. Because people are buying a lot more investment type property, or they're they're trying to build enough equity in their home to then turn their primary into a rental, so they can move into their dream home. And it seems like a just a never ending cycle. So I just didn't know. I was just no, but it, you know, know, it's funny because on one side of the coin we talk about you know millennials. Huh? Millennials aren't buying houses. Millennials right. this. Millennials <laughs> are lazy. Um, but you know, then you talk about that kid, right? Right, who's yeah. on his second house now, and he's 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 buying multi-family uh, units, and he's renting, right. and he's building equity, and it's like, man, that's yeah. uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and this that's one, great to and hear. this one, he did an FHA loan, mm-hmm. and he's going to live in the one lower half, flat, yeah, right, low, one half right. of it, and he's, the other half's going to make his payment for him. Right. It's brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. he's and he's uh, actually even has a buddy that's going to rent a room for him. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, happy so, early birthday. Because his birthday yeah. is this month or next month? I think it was this month. This yeah. month, okay. Well, happy early or belated birthday to you, buddy. You know who you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I just I just thought about that, and it was something, you know, we had a, uh, like I said, our client was buying basically like a, uh, you know, primary slash something he can rent a couple rooms out and make right. some right. income for himself. So just didn't know what you were seeing there. But anyway... Um, I think that that is all the time that we have. I want to plug the uh, the first time homebuyer seminar right. one more time. So it's going to be at KW Metro in Royal Oak. Correct. Um, it'll be. Or we, do we decide on a time yet? Six. Six p.m. Six we'll p.m. Start. Okay. Yeah. Six p.m. Uh, CP will probably be there, sitting in the in the audience, hanging out with us. Oh God, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not just for first time homebuyers. Right. right. It it Anymore. really isn't. Right. It, it's, you know, I'm kind of calling it a home buying 101. Yeah. So even if you're bought a home uh say 10 15 yeah. years ago come on out and learn more about the process well, it's, it's because just it's smart. changed yeah. a little bit too yeah. and, and it's true. just no. smart because it's you know it's just like us in our industries we always want constant education and re-education of the same things that we've learned before it's given you whether you bought before or you haven't bought before just giving you a, a leg up on the competition because right. yep. there's people out there that aren't going to know this stuff right so uh it'll be there it'll be at 6 p.m um tentative on the 9th Right. Um, of April. Uh, we'll put some more information there in the description. So if anybody's looking to buy in the meantime, buy, sell, rent, um, you know, looking for a golf buddy, give us all your info so they can right. get a hold of you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get, so give us all your info so they can get a hold okay. of you. Okay. Yeah. Tim, you're at, uh, at Keller Williams in uh, Metro in downtown Royal Oak. Uh, you can get a hold of me, TJ Murad at kw.com or uh, my phone number, 248 410 6283. Awesome. Love Brilliant. to hear from you. Love to help you out. Awesome. Tim, thank you so much for hanging right. out with us. Thanks for inviting CP, me. CP, as always. Yes, thank you. All righty. I got to get to the gym. This is Pat uh, right. Ali. <laughs> Another episode of Live on Real Estate in the Books. We will see you next time. <laughs>